My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states 
you know, sometimes we'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you. But I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you, um, you know, making claims, you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly, three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations. One being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law. Uh, before, you know, you guys comment, you know, us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me, um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are, very, are kind of spooked, but, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular... What do you call it? Tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper. And document abuse when it happens, the time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer. And memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer. 
or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law human rights and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily and even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges obviously let you out on your own recognizance that time in jail those that that the, the, you know while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies and the third tip i want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health and i want to say every three months or so go get a full blood panel you know what i'm saying pee in a cup shit in a jar um you know get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you like do all that get in get get in no don't get an mri every three every three months but monitor your health document it take pictures of that also upload that to multiple you know accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening give those to give the give your health uh stuff copies to your lawyer so you know if there's any sort of um medical malpractice because it will happen um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer, and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor your financial opportunities will be dried up you'll be blacklisted they'll try to make you run through all your savings so anybody who is asking you to pay for this pay for tips pay for their audiobook even 99 cents um you know i i don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false adv- false advice, and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit, and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even you know some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking and once you vet them think of them as your brothers and sisters you know think of them as like your soldiers next next to you it's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh strained and again i appreciate you listening to this podcast and again my name is Stephen beckman i'm the cen or the chief executive nobody of the mesh news of mesh news um, COINTELPRO is a side project, and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes because it's essential and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and and then it'll bring you straight to the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. 
If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out. Com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material. Uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. My name is Stephen Beckman. I am the... Mesh News CEN and these COINTELPRO 2.0 podcasts are a offshoot project of the Mesh News Project. Um, thanks for coming to the podcast. I appreciate all of our listeners, all 3,000 of you guys now, a little over 3,000. Um, you can go ahead and learn more about um, COINTELPRO 2.0 or gang stalking, organized stalking. Uh, by going and visiting our um, different media properties that we uh, have created to aid people going through this. You can initially go to our guide. That's COINTELPRO2, the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can see our video series, which we are adding to. Um constantly it is videos with an s videos dot cointelpro the number two and then zero spell out zero.com and you can have a quick link to our podcasts at podcasts with an s podcasts dot cointelpro the number two and then zero spelled out zero um I want to go ahead. I mean, this is, you have no idea how amazing it is to know that some, you know, that 3,000 people actually care about what I have to say. Um, so, you know, I've been starting to get to some people responding with uh, questions and what have you, and I want to go ahead and read some of those and answer some of those before we go into what essentially is an important part of this program, especially if you're in the upper tiers or if you are somebody of affluence or maybe somebody who possesses 
um, intellectual property for a large company, uh, a government contractor who possesses knowledge of, you know, your eyes only information, etc. But before we move into that, uh, somebody said this sounds like a fish story. Um, unfortunately, it's 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 not a fish story. I'm, I've literally not elaborated in any way what the hell is going on um, down here in San Diego, and especially um, the stuff that happened to me. And believe me, fuck. My abuse got worse and more intense because of the denial that I, that I was in this situation. So, um, unfortunately, you know, I, I'm not exaggerating, and I've, I, 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 I want to be exaggerating. I don't want this to be my fucking life. Um, I'm trying to turn this. Uh, toxic these toxic lemons that were thrown at me and turn them into some freaking orange juice trying to turn some lemons and turn them into fucking lemonade and um yeah I, I just yeah uh, for the guy on discord who said that this is all sounds like a fish story just it's it's not, unfortunately. It's fucking it's fucking not. I want this to be a fish story. I want I want this to be over with. I don't I don't want I don't like going to, gang stalking forums and support sites and, I don't like looking into and researching things. Uh, I don't want this to be part of my life. I want to go back to just. You know. Um, working a corporate job and um. Just enjoying my life, having hobbies, meeting people. So no, it's not a fish story. I will tell you that um, some of the methodologies or stories have been modified to protect certain people because um, there was a time when I was just absolutely freaking the fuck out. And if you've been following the series, you know that I was I had people who um, were helping me in the military industrial space because they saw what was going on and they they just they just saw it as bullshit um but um after a while it became the consensus became that this was happening all over the city to people who were part of the military industrial community that um and they eventually left because at first it seemed like isolated incidents just happening to me, but then, um, you know, uh, more and more people from that industry started talking to each other and realizing that uh, this was like a, you know, uh, like some banana republic shit going on down here in San Diego, but on the down low, like really well planned. But going back to things, um, the reason why I have to change things up is because um, there were some people helping me and I was freaking the fuck out and yammering because I didn't understand my situation. I had to have context. And um, they started f uh, fucking making an example of people, making them have really um, 
gnarly uh, deaths. They threw the, there was just I was going to work down in Serena Valley, which is like basically Silicon Valley, but for military industrial industry in San Diego. And um, they, uh, I kept getting threatened because after a while they started catching on that, hey, these people were helping me. They were helping me put the pieces together um, when I got that job. And, and But only after, you know, a couple of months, they realized, like, oh, people are using him working in down in this business park and going to lunch and going on the train and going to pubs and stuff around there after work as a method to get info to him. And I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I literally didn't know I had multiple people hacking into my, my phone and devices. And I didn't, you know, because um, it's kind of like it was, this, this shit is kind of like Vietnam almost. Like you just don't know who your enemy is, who your friend is. And um, people get paranoid. And... You know, I was getting some help. People were getting in, getting to me through my devices. They were getting to me by, like, dropping notes in my pocket when I didn't realize. Kind of like pickpocket-style shit, but instead they would just drop a piece of paper in there. You know, hey, look into this, or they'd give me a name, or what have you. And eventually, I guess some of the people that were suspected of helping me, one of the guys, they, uh, one of the goat... Let me uh, turn off these fucking notifications, dude. Tell me that's not annoying. Do not disturb, buddy. Anyways. Um, they, uh... Sorry, I'm trying to get my... Situation situated. But, uh, yeah, dude. So, they got paranoid, and they... Started suspecting people. Uh, this is what I heard through the grapevine. And uh, they, th after a while, these the people who are definitely not my friends were telling me to quit that job I haven't seen in Reno Valley because they understood that, you know, they wouldn't be able to abuse me and exploit me, etc. And I was getting, you know, I was getting awareness of what was going on, the actual big picture. And so I started getting lots of threats. You better leave that job. You better quit your job tomorrow. People would come up to me while I was... Because uh, I, I, I took the train to commute just because of the traffic. And um, people would meet up with me when I was, you know, waiting for the train or what have you. Come up to me and tell me I need to fucking quit my job, etc. But at that time, like, it's been so long since I've had a fucking job. But even at that job, that job was just a fucking a nightmare. Um, uh, you know, lots of stuff getting beamed at me, shot at me while I was at that job. Um, it's crazy, but I kept telling me to leave this job, but, uh, unfortunately it was the only thing I had. It was the only kind of money I was income I was getting after, you know, being blacklisted for so long. It didn't matter if it seemed like a setup, I'm not sure. Or just if people knew I worked there and then just beam that shit at me or if the office was set up beforehand but who knows like I'm I'm you know I'm still a baby at this whole world of how this shit operates but whatever but uh they kept telling me you know I need to quit that fucking job 
I need to leave town, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, I just thought they were bullying me. And like I said, people were helping me out. And they um, eventually, you know, somebody got into my phone and was uh, sending me shit um, directly to my phone. And um, I kept getting threats to quit my job to leave that Serena Valley because it's like a hardcore military industrial business park they didn't want me there because they understood it was a flight risk for what they were doing to me and they can get exposed and eventually they threw some dude in front of the train I was on commuting home and I want to tell you those uh, updates on my phone stopped the uh, almost uh, not so much updates, meaning like somebody sending me stuff, anonymous accounts, following my social. Um, at one point, they even started hacking into my phone to change things, like almost like early warning system. It was crazy. But um, so, yeah, so somebody got hit by the train I was on. I was in the very front train cart. And, you know, I, I heard the dude kind of yell at first. And then I felt every, like this us crunching over this fucking dude. And I want to say for about three months, like, that shit stopped almost immediately. So I don't know if they found the guy who was sending that stuff to me. But these motherfuckers, they don't play around. Whatever the fuck's going on over here. Um, but at this, you have to understand, I mean, my phone and my devices aren't being hacked by one person. It's like a gangbang. There's... There's disinformation being given to me on it. Um, they are filtering out certain things. And you just don't know who, if somebody's helping you. If they're making you play the casino, like, you know, giving you different options, see which one you choose. And if you choose the right one, then believe it or not, these motherfuckers, they play with me like this. And if you just don't know the, how deep and long I've been in and involved in this bullshit, you just don't know. But. Yeah, they started doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know if you listened to my previous podcast, but, you know, they started doing crazy things like figuring out people's favorite places at the beach. One of them happened to be some chick who likes to go to the cliffs. They fucking dropped a cliff on her. Um, they were hacking the drive-by wire systems of newer cars and uh, making them crash, etc. But... Um, one thing definitely stuck out was uh, crunching over this dude, hearing his like last scream, and then crunching over him on the train. They completely stopped the train, and believe it or not, when I w we stopped over this dude after we obviously drug dragged him, um, what do you call it? Uh, there were people coming up to me in the train, asking me if. I knew the guy we, we just hit. Like, I would even know that thing. Then people came over, started having, like, loud, directed conversations. Um, using, like, like wake words. If you don't know what wake words are, listen to all the podcasts. Uh, but using that wake phrasing to um, alert me and then talking about, like, you know, if you, if only I, you know. If only Steve would have listened, you know, his friends wouldn't die. And they were just, I, I had, while they were removing this body from the fucking train, just, 
I want to say 10 or 15 people came up to the front car, which was pretty much alone when we hit the guy and just started talking lots of shit. Some people actually just, you know, got in my face about it and, you know, were just letting me know that uh, I should fucking be leaving. And it was a trip, and I was trying to process what just happened with the fucking train thing um, and all the other shit, and... While that was going on, these people came up and they started harassing me about all that shit. And lots of these um, independent military contractors, they they think they're gangsters. And they act like they're gangsters and they do things that gangsters do. Only they exist in this gray area where they have this blank check from the government. So they're not gangsters. There's nothing more ungangster than a fucking blank check to do whatever you want under the umbrella guise of it was part of my mission to protect national security or whatever the fuck. Because real gangsters, they, um, they risk their, they risk their, um, their freedom. Whereas these contractors, they do not, the government will cover their ass. So they, they do shit like gangsters, but they are the farthest thing from gangsters. I have more respect for, uh, a cartel guy, a mafia guy, a, a, a real, a real gangster, than a corrupt cop who commits crimes, or these these um, fucking military contractor guys who have like, it's beyond qualified immunity, man. Like it's just, oh well, we need to do this to this person because of you know it was part of the job description. They just fucking lie. As long as they get the initial job done, no one cares. But, uh, yeah, bro, I wish it was fake. I wish this story was fake. I know it took me a long time to explain that, but, yeah, I wish this was fake. I wish it was a fucking fish story. Uh, but it, but it's not. It's, it's not. So, that's that. Also, um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I have to change some of the details on some of these podcasts because I just cannot... I don't want to go, I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to experience something like that again. Um, I don't want to risk somebody else's life. Um, I, like I said, I was being pulled in every which direction. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know who my friends were. I didn't know if people were pestering me, if they were trying to give me false information. So I was freaking out a lot. And, you know, I just, so yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to risk anybody else. So, you know, I, I I Rubik's cube that shit. I scramble the Rubik's cube a little bit because I don't want to uh, risk anybody. So yeah, no, this isn't a fish story. Also, um, keep in mind that I also have. If they do let these podcasts out, because sometimes they hold them for a couple of days, I notice they don't get distributed or what have you. Um, whoever's controlling my internet. But um, these podcasts are listened to people that are in my community who participate because, uh, as I was saying, like the vigilanteism that these contractors and cops invoke in lots of people so that they have to do less work. So some of these people, you know what I'm saying, they, they stalk me around town. Um, there's lots, there's um, organized crime who've been subcontracted out to monitor me and keep me 
keep the pressure on me. And they listen to this shit, etc. So also have to keep in mind some of the things I say necessarily are to put feelers out. Sometimes I put out just not disinformation in regards to the topic we're talking about, but perhaps things about my environment or somebody who told me this was from over in this place or what have you. Because I still have to live this. I still have to live this every day. I still. So, I mean, even me saying this, it doesn't matter because that's, as I've learned, disinformation is a continuous, is a continuous game constantly. So even me saying this is what I'm doing, what I'm saying, and I'm employing these tactics, um, uh, doesn't really hurt me because, you know, when you're in this situation, you will understand, but you don't understand. Uh, if you don't understand, if you're just a spectator and this all sounds like silly bullshit, hey, you know, you can take your ears up somewhere else. But um, I have to uh, also put out um, contextual, something contextual for maybe the people locally who are fucking with me since I also have to deal with that. Uh, I'll sprinkle some of that in. And, um, it, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, I've been doing this for quite a few years now. I want to say better part of the last decade and going into well into this new decade. So also that's kind of side note. I mean, disinformation is your friend. I don't know if you've ever engaged in disinformation. If you're a corporate big wig or what have you, you understand that, um, Putting out disinformation, masquerading as the truth, is a constant. It's it's a constant. It's uh, it's nothing. I'm I I had to grow accustomed to it, but um, it's a constant. So yeah, if it's things like if it sounds like I'm saying certain things, you're just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Blah blah blah. blah. Just understand that I'm also. I'm having to talk to uh, talk in regards to the people who are also listening uh, locally, who are um, fucking with me, etc. So yeah, this is an official story, and um, I know the second one wasn't a question I was answering, but um, just understand that disinformation is a consistent game. It's nothing I'm like an expert at. It's just something I've been subjected to and understand. I've been able to maintain in this space long enough um, because I embraced having that have to be part of my daily um, communication, whether that be making stuff, going on Twitter, what have you, because, you know, it's a lot of anonymous people who contact you, say things to you, what have you. And uh, you don't know whose friends are who, especially since my environment is so controlled at this moment. And all this sounds absolutely bananas. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Um, unless, in, until you realize that, you know, I've I've had quite a few psychological evaluations just so I could lean on that. So if people try to call me some sort of fucking loon. Uh, you know, I got a clean bill of fucking, I got a clean bill of health here. So, anyways, let's get into what this podcast is about. Um, I haven't figured out the title yet. Most likely I will by the time I'm done yammering. Uh, 
Oh, shout out. This is a shout out to, well, not a shout out, but uh, I want to say, uh, yes, I, I do. Ha- some people said to me that my, my podcast, they wish it was a little more like a podcast format instead of like a open discussion, open mic. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't going to do a podcast for this. I was just working on videos and doing the guide. But somebody told me some everybody digests information differently. Sometimes they don't have time to go on the Internet. You know, they might be going through something or they might need information. They just want to listen to in their ears while they're driving to work and they're going through all this other bullshit. And I didn't know what the hell I was going to do for podcasts, but I started listening to this guy, uh, Bill Burr's podcast. And I mean, I never, everyone else has like a format. They have a guest, da, 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 they have the intro and it's all set up like a, like a radio showgram. But uh, this Bill Burr podcast, he calls it like the Monday morning podcast. Um, he just fucking gets on there and just talks about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. Like he's, yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I started listening to that guy, I realized like, oh, this is a fucking format. Like you can just choose a topic and then, you know, if you need to talk around it or whatever. But I mean, it's great. I mean, if you're not looking to listen to podcasts that are about, you know, fucking government corruption and all this other shit but if you actually want to put something in your earballs and listen to a um a pretty well celebrated uh comedian i mean he's he's uh he's pretty raw he's a pretty funny guy but aside from that his podcast it's not like it's not like an act like he just goes on there and he fucking and he talks but it wasn't only because of him that i was able to think like oh you know what i think i can do a podcast because I don't want to sit there and I don't want to have like a whole format. I don't want to build like an intro song. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do all that. Uh, I just, I'm trying to give people information and uh, hopefully it helps. I know I chase a lot of rabbits. Um, that's just kind of my, my style of meandering and talking about stuff only because, uh, I, I'm constantly in the back of my head thinking like if I don't get into the nook and cranny on each one of these topics, Maybe they're not going to fully understand. I feel like I, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to give you all the colors of the rainbow, but then I want to know, let you know about the colors, you know, in between, the the, the gradients in between. And, you know, I, I because, yeah, there's just so much to learn. And this is a 1,000% experiential uh, thing to learn and reverse engineer. I imagine if I was professionally trained by the, by the, you know, who, whatever, feds or governments, whatever, that trained the people who were doing this abuse to me and the methodologies it'd probably be shorter but i had to kind of reverse engineer the fucking spaceship as i was getting abused and looking into stuff and thank god i had some um military industrial contractors fucking helping me out i'd be completely lost but yeah so Shout out, you know, much respect to that dude. I never thought I could have had a um, done this as a podcast, but I started listening to him and I was like, you know what? I can fucking just talk into a mic. And hey, 3,000 people think 3,000 people seem to like it. So, and yeah, I do. I keep all my metrics. I'm curious if I'm wasting my time or not. So, seeing my metrics go up, you know, knowing that I've got 3,000 listeners is uh, pretty, pretty fucking rad. Anyways, let's go into what this podcast is about. Like I said, we'll probably find the name somewhere while I'm talking. I guess I'll title it 
Um, basically, there is... While you're going through this program, you'll start to notice things um, getting weird in your sleep. I mean, I understand that while people go through traumatic events, etc., that they probably have uh, like a PTSD dreams or what have you. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Although, you know, that does happen sometimes. You do get like scary dreams and you know, in regards to these topics, you don't, um, I don't want to say I have too many good dreams anymore. I have more contextual dreams about things that happen to me. But, um, aside from those kind of dreams, there is going to be something consistent that's going to happen to you if you're in the upper echelons of this program. Um, basically, you'll start to notice, like, you're having these very specific contextual dreams happening and they almost seem like conversations they almost and you'll start to walk yourself through things um and they'll feel very real i mean just vivid more the more probably the most vivid dreams you've ever had in your life and for a while, while I was only, this only happened when I started going through the program. And, you know, for a while I thought that maybe, you know, they were slipping me things like mushrooms or something in my food. And I was going to sleep and just tripping out because I do like to sleep lots of fucking drugs. Um, you know, and after, you know, so I started trying not to eat um, six hours before bed. Because I didn't want that stuff anymore. Because it was just so weird. It felt invasive. I felt like I was having conversations. And then, you know, I tried by the process of elimination. That's, these dreams kept fucking happening. And, um... Yeah, gosh. I mean, I've had dreams telling people about... You know, describing... I would have, I always have these dreams, or and in, the, in the dream I'd be describing, you know, how I came across that information in detail um, for the JFK Jr. stuff. Um, they didn't have another dream, it, but it always happens in small little chunks, tiny chunks. Like I'll be the, in the dream, I'm like somebody's like, so tell me how it happened, and I'll be like, well, I was sitting at the fucking keyboard, you know, I. Uh, just got done taking a shower I sat down at the keyboard and I was thinking about all these documentaries I've been watching and you know something that add up to me about you know whatever and that's as far as I get is you know just what I told you and then maybe two nights later I'll have another crazy dream and then I'll it'll be a continuation of that event like two days after that you know i'll have another crazy vivid vivid fucking dream but it'll be the continuation of that well yeah you know i was thinking about the documentaries i was watching but it was like i was having a conversation with somebody and um it was you know these documentaries i was watching and i was sitting there thinking of all this information i had in my fucking brain and i was just like this seems like a pattern for this administration 
to deal with problems before they become a problem. And then, so I started thinking about documentaries I would watch about before uh, Bush was president, how he was the governor of Texas and stuff like that. Because during this time in the first, uh, in the two Ks, I guess that's what people are calling it, right? The first 10 years of the new millennium, the two Ks, I guess. And the two Ks, um, that, uh, there was just an sh- explosion of documentaries and they were just everywhere. You know, YouTube wasn't super huge yet. Uh, they were just on all these random websites and you just had to f- find them and then you got recommendations from people. There were things called web rings where just, you know, if you found one website and, I mean, the, there would be a links page and then you would go there and then all the people who were into his shit... Um, his kind of stuff and you can go there and you search through their website and find things and just pick and choose at random it wasn't like it was fed to me by an algorithm like a lot of this stalker algorithm stuff is 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 done now uh, for conclusive ambushing and stuff so and then I walked the guy and then I, I had this conversational dream and I got that far again and that would be into that dream and this kept going on and on and on for about a month or so and uh you know it was like basically i was debriefing somebody on exactly how it was that i came across that information and then more dreams started happening um i started in these in these really vivid dreams i would start telling just random people about you know all the people i've slept with what were their names and i get through some of the names and then you know, the dream. You know, I. You know, the dream would be over, or what have you. I wake up, and then there'd be continuation of that dream. A few more days later, and it went around that way. And I started having a lot of these dreams where I'd be taught. I would be having these very talkative dreams, not experiencing things, not running away from monsters, whatever. But like, it was as if I was having talks with somebody. This kept going for. This has gone on for years, and only until I started, uh, until, what's it called, somebody gave me a, a, a hint by um, dropping a, uh, what's it called, well, it was basically a VHS, and, I'm, and it stood out because it was a VHS, and I just don't know how you get a VHS, but it was the cover of a VHS for this horror movie of this dot and like I said this was one of the ways that these motherfuckers would give me clues it's like they would make sure these things stuck out and I had an orange sticker on it and remember how I said they you go through those that whole color uh, color torture thing where they build associations like Pavlovian associations which is hell so they would you know what I'm saying that's another way that somebody could give you a nudge or a hint and on the on the on this VHS cover works like who the fuck who gets VHS covers and why is it on the top of a bunch of trash in the trash can, you know, right where I would be waiting for the fucking train. So it was just out of place. Nobody else was there, you know. Um and um I assumed like I was just like, Okay, well, I guess this is something I should look at. 
Sorry, got this VHS cover. And it was a movie for this guy who was an anesthesiologist. And he would do all these fucked up things to his, um, what do you call it? To his uh, victims. And so I was like, okay, I guess I need to look into this. So I started looking into it. And um, about people having um, sleep paralysis, people waking up during surgery. And then finally, um, I was at a fucking Trader Joe's and someone kind of gave me the tip. They're like, um, you need to. You need to protect yourself in your sleep. There, it's uh, they're, you're, you know, saying they're uh, they're debriefing you in your sleep, and I'm just sitting there like, what? This is only after I, you know, I'm saying started doing research, etc. And then I started getting more and more clues, and from these people who are helping me and passing, and basically help build a picture for me. So. Basically, what the methodology was was going on is that these people were breaking into the house all sleeping. This these contractors, whoever, you know, um, given the job for this, and they were uh, applying some sort of localized anesthesia that to keep me in a sleeping state, but still kept my brain active. And. Um, Basically, they were. It's a it's a fine tones. It's a fine tuned skill, I guess. There's specialists who really who special. There's people who specialize this in the in the industry, and the method was actually developed to exact do exactly what they was doing to me is to debrief a target in their sleep on information what have you. And it takes a while because it's not the most you're not given the most refined information while you're sleeping. And these people were basically breaking in and trying to figure out things that I wasn't divulging to them via, you know, lots of the gaslighting and, like, little little mind games they were playing to try to get me to expose things and information. Because, let me tell you, man, there's so many under the sun. Like, it's crazy. There's so many... There's so many, like mental jujitsu tricks that people play on you to get you to debrief and divulge information like you're just not ready for it basically they put you in a sleep state uh, but it's still enough to keep your your mind active and while they're in there they it's almost like they guide you while you're in your sleep they fucking guide you uh, what kind of stuff they want to know and then it's a tedious process. Obviously, you're, you're doing it while you're sleeping. But essentially, they get these. I wouldn't say they get. You're not sitting there. You're not reciting fucking Shakespeare to them. You're not. You're not. You know what I'm saying? Get telling them the Bible from memory. But what it does do, and it does give them these like rough kind of anchor points of things to go look into, people's names, etc. And basically they were doing this shit to me to figure out what went on because these motherfuckers, like I said, they their initial from what I was being told because that was the the consensus among um, these uh, these contractors who were kind of 
risking their own neck just to give me a fucking uh, a bird's eye view, which I can just never repay in a million years. Is that they were the, they were flipping out because they were like, how does this guy come across this information? Were you guys using conclusive ambushing techniques or whatever on him to try to like expose the bushes or whatever and the Cheneys? And that's not what happened at all. But they figured that out. Um, obviously through what they were doing to me, but apparently that's what they were they were doing is they were using this this espionage technique, also corporate espionage, believe it or not, of using somebody who uses anesthetics to put a person, keep a person down, but then keep their brain active, and then you have these hyper realistic dreams because you're, that's how your brain is processing what's going on, and essentially you give them these little chunks of information of places they should go look into um, what have you and it takes a little while over time but if you're persistent you can divulge quite a bit to somebody literally through your dreams you only realize that you think you're having a very lucid dream and it's not a lucid dream someone is literally debriefing you while you're in a kind of sleep state Um, and I couldn't fucking believe this was what was going on. But that's how paranoid these 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 motherfuckers got because they just didn't think that I just fucking came across something. And there's lots of different um, people who understand these this kind of industry. They have lots of doubts, but that's also like I was saying before, I was talking about the disinformation or whatever. Like there's so many things that you once you understand kind of the basics of the dark arts and how far people will go and the different techniques, etc you find out that there's a million ways to skin a cat and when you come across people who maybe you don't think are bright or you don't think you know or you think that you they are not a threat not even not bright but you just may not be threatening or you may not exist in their space a lot of a lot i mean you have no idea a lot of these spy for hire contractors whatever because lots of contractors now are getting espionage training believe it or not saves money I guess but um, they start to look at the world differently they're very cynical what have you and so they don't they don't believe everything that they that they hear Um, and so they just had a really hard time because like I want to tell you man these motherfuckers terrified the shit out of me terrified the fucking shit out of me so they don't believe everything that they're told so this whole dream state thing is a very honest way to get information because so many of your minds i guess um walls that are built up for lying to people what have you are really erased when you're sleeping because you're not thinking that you're having a conversation with somebody that um you know, or you don't think you're having a conversation with somebody in your sleep. You think you just have a really vivid dream. And if you don't know this is a thing that exists, you could get fucked. You could, like, reveal your company secrets. You could reveal military secrets. I mean, that's why, you know, because this 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 discipline actually exists. This is a real fucking thing. I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, when these motherfuckers, when these, not, sorry, motherfuckers, but when these guys were telling me, like, bro, they're, they're debriefing your sleep. Um, you know, look into this, look into this, look into this. 
and uh <clears throat> but yeah it's it's crazy let me just offshoot a little bit you know why when you know we were freaking out that a couple of those uh that this one that there i think there was like this senator or congressman who was dating some chinese girl or sleeping with her and she was a known chinese asset is because things like that exist so like let's say they're they're getting down you know what i'm saying and then like he uh is done and then he fucking crashes the fuck out like this chick will literally then let in you know some some of her uh other friends and they'll come in they'll debrief that motherfucker while he's crashed the fuck out if he lets her in the house maybe they don't have like a romantic encounter um he's liable it's because this discipline actually exists and you can debrief someone in their sleep and yes it takes a while but they will they will fucking know where to look they'll know the people to start to pressure they'll know whose computer they need to probably start hacking into maybe somebody you you knew was an actual spy or what have you, you start revealing names this shit all happens in your sleep and this was happening to me because um these contractors or and or probably unloyal to our area military people who were fucking with me and intel people regardless they're intel of either private contracted or actual intel um they didn't they they didn't believe this the the they didn't believe that i just fucking came across something because things like like i said because they know the ropes they know things like conclusive ambushing exists they know things like you know you could the nickname form is a robot um in the uh intelligence world but that whole um color and pavlovian associative trigger programming the shit that they put me through they know that exists and so then it can be used as a shorthand to communicate things and um so they didn't believe you know that's what happened they 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 thought that maybe i was working with somebody or what have you they thought um i was probably they were thought i was trying to be the equivalent of an industry plant you know maybe using a story or whatever to get into something to get into an industry or what have you like, there are lots of different theories being thrown around. And this only got, like I said, I only got wind of what and why and why they were doing it, etc. Because of these just fucking angels, man. I just, I can't, these guardian angels, man. I just can't. I mean, when they finally left, man, it, 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 I really felt it, you know? Um, but while they were here, before shit got way too hot... For any of them, um, I want to tell you, like, for them to be able to help me and walk me through this is just unimaginable. But yeah, so they will debrief you in your fucking sleep. This is something that um, they uh, apparently this has existed for quite a long time. Uh, but corporate espionage people will use this. They will, you know, if you ever, if you are somebody who works in intelligence and stays in quite a few hotels or what have you um it's something you need to be aware of i guess if you work in a military intelligence just as a military dude you probably need to be aware of this um probably want to lock down your house secure your fucking house um 
you know, or if you have some intellectual property, maybe you're an inventor, maybe you're a developer or what have you. Um, from what I'm understanding and when I started going on these dark web forums to kind of look this shit up, I mean, people, you know, corporations will go so far as to do this to opposing companies, engineers, believe it or not, to know what they're working on or what have you. So, I mean, this doesn't happen to every tier of people. This is probably a higher tier. If you are wondering what the different tiers are, please check out our video series. I think I explained it in like the second or third video. Because there is tiers of the programs. There's just the gangs, people just subjected to gang stalking, which, believe it or not, um, we titled the Comatel Pro 2.0 Gang Stalking Podcast only because gang stalking is a feature in Comatel Pro 2.0, but it's also a, a practice of like modern, it's also like a reiteration of modern day lynching, which it 1000% is. And cops and stuff like that, <clears throat> law enforcement, get trained in these techniques. I just I just can't even believe they get trained in these techniques. Supposedly because of the whole terrorism thing that, you know, fucking... Because W signed that, that bill into uh, the, the Patriot Act. And then, you know, all these police these police agencies started getting these giant budgets, etc. And then, you know what I'm saying, more and more of that training became more widespread after... I mean, I mean, it it existed before, but it became a more standardized practice um, for the threat of terrorism. I think, you know, but I can imagine the skill set for the gang stalking stuff. Just like with our terror, with our anti-terror program, um, with the Patriot Act and the NSA up everyone's ass and Homeland Security existing now and. We, we we catch less terrorists and we just end up terrifying our own people. But, um... Yeah, man. This shit, it's 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 crazy, the, the uh, skill set. But yeah, I talk about um, gang stalking because it's a feature in the COINTELPRO program. Lots of people who listen to this podcast are really interested in that because it seems like fucking magic shit that they do and it's really not you can train a bunch of monkeys to do it um the only thing is the people who who do it like on a local towny level to harass other people in the community or whatever or try to run people out of town like they're also dumb monkeys like they they real uh, uh cops who recruit people for this if they're not already part of like Enfregard or that program for um homeland security um there's even local just local groups of people who work with local police and they think that they're like uh, the deciders they, they get the feed they, if they don't like if these assholes think that they don't like somebody in town they'll also employ these tactics it doesn't have to necessarily be in co- conjunction with the fucking um, you know Homeland Security or FBI's Enfrey Guard <clears throat> sometimes police agencies are taught these uh, skill sets for you know anti-terror and then they end up using them on local people they want to run out of town let's say a local judge you know also runs a a, a serious you know a, a certain kind of business like you have no idea the the dumb reasons why these 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 skill sets have been turned on local people it's basically the modern iteration of lynching it just has l- l- more uh psychological terror science behind it believe it or not 
but like let's say a fucking judge has a has, you know his family has a small business and there's some a competitor in town or whatever you have no idea they'll run that guy out of fucking town or you know if, or, or you know or like let's say you piss off you know a uh, 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 you know a, a sheriff or whatever or maybe the mayor doesn't like you they will also implore these tactics to get you the fuck out of town it's it's silly how they abuse the shit out of it and because of the methodologies in, involved where you would literally have to be wearing cameras all the time have wear body cameras and also understand the methodologies being used on you as well as the fact that they do a shit ton of research using their authority and their friends and connections to make sure you're not like a journalist or what have you. They make sure they, 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 they research their prey. Um, but it's, it's crazy how this program is abused. But we are, we do talk about gang stalking quite a bit because that's the more widespread because it's an abused program of this but these this gets into more darker COINTELPRO pro shit with this um debriefing you in your fucking dreams um they can also if you don't understand they can also by using this method of sustained like um anesthetized people in their sleep they can also like try to um give you like a recurring scary dream so let's say it's not necessarily debriefing you but they can and and still like the same kind of Pavlovian conditioning that you can experience maybe in real life. Um, they can do this through continuous series of dreams and gaslighting you while you're awake. And it like they work together in tandem like peanut butter and jelly when you're asleep and you're awake, whatever. And um, you'll start to have these recurring dreams, etc. About... A certain situation you're in about you know a person about what you should do with your company whatever and then since they are walking you through these scary dreams um they will also in tandem have a crew gaslighting you while you're awake to reinforce things because how many times do you have a dream and then almost like an hour uh, you know like five minutes later you totally forget what the dream was about <clears throat> so they will keep making this recurring thing happen over and over and over again to uh, almost condition in this idea or maybe you should look into it or maybe I should think about it. You'll, you'll think something spiritual is going on or the universe is trying to tell you something and in reality it's just these fucking asshole uh, security contractors doing fucked up shit to you. But that's something you should be aware of. I think every politician, I think somebody who is in any kind of business where you're netting over, you know, uh, a couple of mil, any, anything, you know, has to do with cybersecurity. If you work for a big company working on giant projects, I mean, these are all things. I, these are, I mean, aside from the terrifying thing they did to me where they're trying to debrief me and trying to get to the bottom of the story on this shit. Um, I mean, if you have money, you know, if if there's a if you know what I'm saying you have money, I mean, if you have money in a safe and you know millions of dollars, or whatever, you probably want to think about protecting your home while you fucking sleep. Like these motherfuckers will come in, they will try to figure out how to get into the safe or what have you. I mean, these guys, like I said, they're legal criminals. They run jobs when they're when they don't have contracts. 
and they kind of still are protected under that umbrella of well we need to use them when we need to use them so if they get caught up you know just make it so they can get away with it easier what have you they, these 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 security contractors these spy contractors they 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 run jobs they run heists and shit like that so you know they can also be doing that to you know just jack you if you're rich enough but um, if you have information that they want, that's one of the ways that they will extract it from you. And in San Diego, since we have the cartel here, believe it or not, the cartels are almost act acting as some sort of third-party um, security contractor, spy contractors. They... Yeah, I think the alarm on my on this podcast thing telling me I need to uh, let, let me know my hour's almost up. Well, the first hour I like to go to go to an hour, but yeah. So even these cartel dudes, they're they're running um, uh, these jobs. So I mean, and that's just here in San Diego. That's the military industrial culture here in San Diego. But it's a possibility, at least if you're in California or something like that, if you have a high presence and a high military presence. For some reason, it's pretty obvious there's some crazy fucking synergy going on. But, um, yeah, that's something you should think about. That it's possible that it can happen to you. Let's say even if you're suspected of helping somebody. Helping somebody out. You know, and maybe you're not like an important spy person or what have you. Maybe you're in the entertainment industry. Maybe you're in the news industry or what have you. And you're trying to help somebody else leak something or what have you. And they start suspecting you like motherfuckers will do this to you to know what you know. And specifically these Bush uh, friends of the Bush and Cheney's who are contracted to do this shit to me. Uh, will definitely fucking go after shit. These uh, I want to say, you know, the the culture of these people um, is, you know, um, it doesn't matter if you are an actual threat, uh, I, I don't even want you to have the chance to swing on me kind of thing. So they're very aggressive, at least from what I'm under, what I'm experienced. I mean, in, yeah, they absolutely will come for you. So, you know, if you're in that space or if you're in the space where you're getting involved in the military industrial complex or maybe you're touching base with people who might be working in intelligence and maybe working in entertainment or banking or software or whatever it is understand if you get suspected and you start having gnarly dreams um maybe think about that maybe think about you know what happens if i secure the fuck out of my room do i stop having these fucking dreams which is what i had to do i mean i've got double padlocks on my doors i got a grate over my fucking window screwed into the freaking into the um into the frame of the outside part of the window just because they kept breaking into my fucking room so much so that they broke the glass on my window i got a i got a bar over my door etc but you know what i don't even know what i don't have i don't have these crazy lucid dreams anymore and that's not that's not how i'm calibrating this only be you know Oh, that must have been this theory I had. Unfortunately, uh, fortunate for me, I was walked through what was actually happening to me. But <clears throat> keep in mind, this is a methodology that could be used on you. Um, it's really effective. Uh, and, you know, 
you could end up fucking yourself. Um, so, you know, if you are higher end up on the food chain for these kinds of things, man, just stay vigilant, man. Because it's crazy, the skills out there, you would never have thought it would have existed unless they happened to you. Uh, there's kind of a joke at least people who get contracted to do NSA stuff, whether they're NSA field contractors or NSA uh, internet contractors. Because a lot of people think NSA it just has to do with the internet. But basically, they're like the domestic CIA. So there's field ops. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's field operatives, etc. But there's a joke from what I understood <clears throat> because they were telling the, a way that these guys were trying to help me. They were trying to tell me, hey, clean up your credit and we'll see if we couldn't get you you know try to get you in so that would at least protect you uh, unfortunately these guys uh the people contracted to fuck with me kept throwing all these speed bumps in my in my way but they were telling me like if i got in there's a joke nsa actually stands for um, never say anything because they do come down on hard on people for um blurbing stuff out so that's probably why you probably haven't heard of a lot of these things um is because they uh you know, they, they try to keep really tight lip. They try to keep a tight ship. So hopefully you learned a lot. And if you're in politics or in business or whatever you think, you think it is, you might need the skill set. Just know this is a way, this is a method that they can use to debrief you. And maybe you should protect yourself. Thanks for listening and uh, hope to hear, uh, 